Welcome, everyone, to the REST podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Heidi, I'm so thankful that you are able to record another segment with me this afternoon. Would you repeat your definition of cancer? Yeah, absolutely. Cancer, in my opinion, based on what I've seen and learned, I've come to describe it as a failure of the immune system. And our immune system is created to help us defend against various insults, including cancer cells. And we all have cancer cells, but they don't become tumors and invade and take over if we have a strong immune system. In fact, you can live years and decades with cancer. It doesn't necessarily kill you, and it doesn't necessarily spread as long as you have a good immune system. So the key to cancer is really keeping the immune system strong and finding ways to identify what caused the immune system to fail, and then alternatively building up the strength and robustness of the immune system to be able to then break down a tumor and get rid of cancer cells appropriately. You and I have had the privilege of working together in a clinical setting. And I just want everybody to know it was one of the greatest privileges of my professional life because I saw how thorough, concise, and articulate you are about defining what that breakdown looks like and restoring a system. And you and I also have had endless conversations about the spiritual and emotional constitution of that disease. And it's an ongoing conversation that we have on this podcast. But since I only have you for a little bit, and we only have the privilege of being together here for this little segment, tell me, How can we best discuss practical things that people can do dealing specifically with their physiology, with their biology, and their practical living habits? Yeah, that's a great question because I really think there's so much we can do to build the immune system back up and to put the body back into a state of balance where it can begin to heal. And I like to tell people, it's not the therapies that do the healing, it's your body. And they they may augment or support or remove, but they don't actually heal you. Your body does. And it's actually made with this incredible innate mechanism to heal and to overcome. And so what we want to do is start to break down what does that look like for the average person every day trying to figure out how do I stay healthy? How do I get healthy if I'm not healthy? How do I stay healthy? How do I prevent illness? Or if I'm in a state of disease, suffering from a chronic illness, something like cancer, how do I recover? How do I stop it from growing? How do I keep my immune system as strong as it possibly can? And I think one of the biggest things to know is that the toxic burden that we're bombarded with plays a huge role in breaking down a lot of our functions of the immune system. Can I get very specific about the toxic burden? Cell phones. Massive. It's a huge, huge, huge trigger. Can you talk about that and what people can do 
during the day and at night to eliminate that burden. So you probably are aware that all electronic devices emit electrical frequencies and radiation. EMFs. By the name, electrical magnetic uh, frequencies, but it's basically radiation and it's microscopic. We can't see it, but it's emitting from these devices. And we can't live and survive in today's world without this technology. But there are ways we can mitigate the effects of it. One of the most simple things to do is at night, turn your Wi-Fi off. Most of us have Wi-Fi in our home and we need it during the day, but there's very few instances where we need it going at night. So you should have that eight hour block of time where you're getting good quality sleep and you're not being bombarded by these energy frequencies or this radiation that's damaging DNA and making you more vulnerable to cancer. So wherever your router is in the home, it's usually plugged into a wall outlet, literally unplug it. You can have it wired and have it literally turned off with a flip of a switch, but most people have it plugged into an outlet. So if you remove that from the wall outlet, it'll stop the Wi-Fi going through your home. And just for clarity, people can also have it wired so you can control it with a switch, but you shut it all off. Best case scenario, you actually have internet get hardwired into the wall, literally go into a cable that goes into your computer. And that's the best case scenario. You can create a whole Faraday cage for your home where it's free of EMFs and free of radiation, but that's hard and expensive to do for the average person. So the most simplest thing you can do is just remove your Wi-Fi. Just so I'm clear, and so everyone else is clear, these routers are wireless, so the EMFs are excessive in the home. But when the connection are hardwired into a home, all those cables are lined with different coils that protect the EMFs from permeating the atmosphere. Is that correct? That is correct. And if you're building a home, you can hand select what type of protective sheath is around the wire. Not everyone can do that in the home they live in. But one of the best things to invest in would be to hire a building biologist to come to the home and actually look at where your sources of radiation are coming from. You may not know that the microwave in the home emits the most radiation within the home. And so things like not using a microwave and heating things up on the stove or in an air fryer or convection oven or also turning... Getting rid of your microwave... It's a good idea. Yeah, completely get rid of it. Just stop using it. Also get rid of your smart meter. Most cable companies or phone companies put smart meters on the outside of a home and it actually allows them to gauge your usage. But you can pay that company $10 a month approximately and they will shut it off so that you don't have excessive amounts of radiation coming off that device. Because Do they it will shut it off at night or they just completely. shut it off? Really? They will shut off that smart meter. And it's only out of a convenience to the company that you have that smart meter on your house. It doesn't do anything for you. And it's giving you a lot of radiation through the home, through the walls of the home. And if that's outside of a bedroom, for example, it's outside of a lot of bedrooms on the upstairs of a house It could be anywhere really on the house. But if you have a smart meter out the wall of your bedroom, you're getting massive amounts of radiation every night. 
mm-hmm. when you're sleeping. And that should be this time when your body's healing. But if it's being exposed to a massive amounts of radiation, you're not actually tapping into that healing and restorative sleep that you need to recover from cancer or to prevent cancer. So these radiation sources are really important to know about. The other thing is blue lights coming off of our devices also put us in a higher stress state. They keep us in a sympathetic dominant state and that actually impairs good quality sleep and it also will impair the immune system over time. So we're, we're never going to get rid of all these devices, but if you can limit your exposures and you're aware of the exposures, you can limit them as much as you can. The other thing you can do is get a protective case that shields those EMFs from your devices, especially your phone that you're using all the time. Use a protective cover for your phone. Safe sleeve. Safe sleeve is a great example. There's another one called Defender Shield that makes foam cases that you can put your your laptop on if you use a laptop. You can get a safe sleeve cover for your laptop as well. Um, and you want to avoid putting your laptop directly on your lap. Especially when it's plugged in, right? Especially when it's plugged in because you're Poison. increasing that exposure. Mm-hmm. So these tiny little tips are very helpful just to minimize. The other thing I would highly recommend is not put your phone in your bra or your pocket. Mm. Your front pocket, especially if you're a male, or your bra if you're a female because it's putting that radiation directly on your tissues, And it's causing microscopic damage to those tissues Mm. and increasing your risk of cancer and infertility. Wow. So just be mindful of how you're carrying your phone. Also use a EMF protective headset whenever possible and not put the phone directly up to your ear. That's true. And so if you actually read the paper informative label that comes with these devices, they will tell you these safety measures and they're in the fine print. You have to be very, very, very strategic in trying to find this information, but limit your exposure to carrying your phone or putting your phone directly up to your ear. AirPods are dangerous. And the other thing as convenient and fun as they are, those AirPods that are wireless are not ideal because they're, they're sitting inside your ear canal and they're emitting radiation directly to your brain. And so if you're on the phone all day long using those ear pods, it's super convenient, but it's not healthy. And we're seeing exceptional rises of brain cancer, glioblastomas, head and neck cancer. It's practical information just for people to know. So there's EMFs. That's dealing with one suggestion. Right. What's the other the what's, other would be, I should say, what's the next most important? The next most important is detoxing. So we talk and we have, even on the last podcast, talked a lot about the importance of detoxification. And that's just how the body is able to break down chemicals and get rid of them and break down radiation and get rid of it and break down heavy metals and mycotoxins from mold, glyphosate from herbicides. All these various things that we're exposed to are toxic to our mitochondria, to our DNA, and our liver is the main organ that has to break all these chemicals and toxins toxins and toxicants down to be able to excrete them through the urine, through the stool, through the sweat, and all of the drainage pathways that are needed to actually expel these things. 
And when the body has a high toxic burden and it's not able to do that effectively, these toxins accumulate in our cells and they primarily will go into a fat cell. But if you have too much toxins filling up your, your cells and shutting down all your detox pathways, you can't heal and you can't repair the damage being done. And so that also weakens the immune system. Do you think that a lot of the weight problems that we see are from people just being toxic? The toxic load is too much. Absolutely. So there's no diet that's going to be good enough where they've got to detox. In fact, I have so many people that come to me wanting weight loss. And we'll look at the typical things like make sure your thyroid's well balanced and balance your sex hormones and get your blood sugar balanced. But if they're still not losing weight, I'm... I'm going directly to helping them to detox and looking at that toxic burden because these environmental chemicals are endocrine disrupting. When they disrupt our endocrine system, they literally fill up our fat cells and they cause us to make more fat cells to put those toxins into. And they further shut down our detox organs. And so a lot of... Exactly. Hoarding, right? Exactly. So it's cellular hoarding. Yeah, it is. It's what's happening. It just occurred to me. That well, it sounds like hoarding. And so if we can help you limit those exposures by cleaning up your everyday products, your soaps, lotions, detergents, shampoos, colognes, perfumes, sunscreen, all the things you use on a daily basis in your home and on your body, if we can clean those products up and get paraben-free, BPA-free, phthalate-free products that are much cleaner and safer, you're limiting your exposure. But also we want to help you detox from those accumulated toxins. And so helping the endocrine system and helping your all your detox organs start to dump these stored toxins is going to help weight loss tremendously. What happens when people begin to detox but... They don't have good drainage. Detoxification can be dangerous. Is there a clue or a hint or something you can share with everyone that yeah, would help them that determine? Is a, that is a wonderful, wonderful question and something I want everyone to know about. If you start to s- circulate these toxins, but all your d- detox pathways are shut down, you're going to feel sick and you're going to have what we call Herxheimer reactions, which is when you have a detox reaction. And that typically will cause headaches, fatigue, muscle aches, poor sleep, anxiety, can cause a lot of gut issues like bloating and constipation or diarrhea. And that's because if your body can't get rid of these toxins, the they're just recirculating. It's clogged, right? So we want to open up those types of systems like the lymph system, like the liver, like the kidneys, like the ability to sweat, the ability for all these toxins to drain. How can you open up and clear the lymphatic system? For like example, sweating. Sweating. So one of the best ways to do that is sweat. Okay. And sweat as much as possible. And some people don't sweat. And they're proud of it. They they love not sweating, not ever smelling bad. Mm-hmm. They can work out and not sweat. And But I'll, actually, that's a failed lymphatic system. So that's okay. a very sluggish lymphatic system. And anything that gets you sweating, so regular exercise and movement will help the lymphatic system, but also Epsom salt baths, okay, hot yoga, a sauna, all of those things, even jumping on a trampoline. Epsom salt baths, will they detox the lymphatic system relatively quickly? Yeah. It's yeah. one of the le- least expensive, easiest ways to get the lymphatic system. How moving. much salt? 
Well, start with a cup and then go up from there. And I even encourage people to go up to five cups of Epsom salt per bath. What happens if you put five cups the first time? Most people will do fine with it, but some people who are sensitive might stir up some of those toxins and not be able to sweat it out. So they'll have those detox symptoms like I mentioned. So I encourage people just to start low and slow. And as they are able to handle more to go up. How often should they take a A bath? A couple times a week would be ideal. You could do it every day, but you could start with two to three times a week is easy for most people. How about coffee enemas? Is that a good method to detox the colon and all of that? It's a wonderful, it's probably one of my absolute favorite ways to detox and it's a hard sell. (laughs) Most people are not willing to do a coffee enema and I'm happy to teach anyone who wants to learn because it's not just eliminating what's in the colon. You are going to dump what's in the colon, Mm -hmm. but the benefit of a coffee enema is that it actually cleanses your liver Mm -hmm. and it forces your liver to produce more glutathione upwards of almost 500% more way more than you could ever get taking orally or making on your own. And glutathione is one of the best detox supports, and it's one of the strongest antioxidants that we have for detoxification. I remember the first time I did a coffee enema, first time I used that as a form of detoxification, I felt like a different human being afterwards. My husband did the same thing, and he couldn't get out of bed for two days. Wow. Explain so why. A prime example of detox pathways that are shut down. Mm-hmm. So he may have just very stagnant detox pathways, and if that was the case, he wasn't able to eliminate those toxins, but they got stirred up, and so that can cause a ton of fatigue and brain fog and muscle aches and cramps, body aches. Sometimes you almost feel like you're coming down with a flu. You just feel horrible. You know, I remember years and years ago, Heidi Ray said, I can never stop playing competitive racquetball. Because if I do, I'm telling you, I'm going to get really sick. He intuitively knew it. He felt it. And sure enough, life, stress, pressure, you know, work, the discipline of playing at 6 a.m. every morning began to change. And it had a huge, devastating impact on his health. I watched it happen. So if you're listening to this podcast and you work out a lot and you know you need to work out because your mental health depends on it, listen to your body. It is the one way that your body has of detoxification. And it's such a powerful way to detox. Also, even just... If you're not used to exercising, if you start even slowly, even with five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes Mm -hmm. of regular exercise and start to build up, you'll start to build up a tolerance really quickly, but you will start gaining strength and mobility and flexibility and balance. And you're going to start to open up those detox pathways and sweat and start to move your blood flow and oxygen. So I just encourage anyone who's not regularly exercising, it'll transform your health, but also Mentally, it just boosts your mood. It gives you endorphins and it just helps kind of pull you out of that These are practical things you can do Mm -hmm. to beat cancer. EMFs, detoxification. And And then I would say really pay attention to your microbiome, your gut health, 
because be careful what you eat. So many insults to it that we get exposed to just from our food supply, GMO foods, glyphosate that's in um, herbicides. Antibiotics destroy our gut health. A lot of people have been given antibiotics like aspirin. So they have a compromised gut. What can they do? Yeah, and I will tell people, and I was that kid that got put on antibiotics every month. (laughs) What it it felt like, just massive amounts of antibiotics. And it took me years to recover from a gut standpoint. But most people just don't realize one round of antibiotic kills 90% of your good gut bacteria, and it, which could take a year or more to recover. You know, there's a lot of talk, and I don't want to get off subject, but I do want to address something that I think is important. And I've had this question for Dr. Cowden for a long time. So I'll ask you, eating disorders are epidemic and there are problems with the gut. We've associated all kinds of spiritual, emotional, and psychological characteristics of this disease state. But I've observed that there's a correlation, Heidi, between eating disorders and massive doses of antibiotics. Have you observed that at all from early childhood illness? Yeah, I have seen that. And I think one of the reasons for that Mm -hmm. is that when you have that much of an insult killing off your good bacteria, you lose the ability to produce serotonin and dopamine and GABA and all these neurotransmitters that are so important for our brain health and our mm-hmm. mental health. And so when you start, you stop being able to produce that naturally, it's going to have consequences for the brain that are just devastating. You know, devastating. Yep. And it's the brain, it's the mechanism, not the will or the heart or the mind. So we have to be careful how we understand, define, and relate to our loved ones, our relatives that are perhaps experiencing some of these disease states. But the good thing is there's something to do about it to prohibit cancer from developing. And we're now finding, this is fascinating, that when you have a breakdown of your gut barrier, it's called a leaky gut or what we call intestinal permeability, the same process can happen in the brain. And it causes Mm. a blood-brain permeability. And so now you have a breakdown of that protective mechanism that's meant to keep out toxins and chemicals and drugs and other things that could be insulting to your brain. So the same inflammatory process happening in the gut has now direct access into the brain. And we see what we call brain on fire occur very quickly when those two are happening at the same time. Watch this happen in my son. And so when you have a brain on fire, you don't have Mm -hmm. good brain function. You don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, all those executive functions can be affected, but also just things like sleep and mood and appetite control. Well, how about swimmers and athletes and divers? That's my son. He, He lived in chlorine. So, and concussions too, concussions. you know, insults to the head, mm-hmm. whether it's you get hit in the head, trauma to the head, uh, brain injury, car accident, concussions, totally all those things can disrupt that blood brain barrier. Yeah, too. And I think something I want to interject here, we need to be really careful when we judge people or exercise judgment, discernment, let's say. 
over people. We often attribute character deficits when in fact we're dealing with neurological imbalances. And I really appreciate how you explained the connection between the brain and the gut because it could be a compromised biosystem in the stomach. And one of the fastest ways to heal the brain is to heal the gut. Heal and the gut, heal the brain. Eating, you know, getting that inflammation down just within the gut is going to have a lowering of inflammation in the brain. How can you lower inflammation in the gut and deal with leaky gut? One of the f- best ways is to change the way you eat in terms of getting rid of processed foods, excess alcohol and gluten and food sensitivities. If you have food Wheat. sensitivities, address mm-hmm. them because that's starting to stimulate and encourage the immune system to overreact. How does alcohol compromise the gut health and impair brain function? It wears down gut lining mm-hmm. and it creates more inflammation. So, I mean, excessive amounts of alcohol can perpetuate a leaky gut. But by the foods you eat, you can start to repair leaky gut. And by getting rid of the foods that might be harming your gut, like gluten, like Mm -hmm. wheat, like, you know, if you're sensitive to dairy or soy or doing an elimination diet can do wonders Mm -hmm. for healing the gut quickly. There's all kinds of supplements that we can use to help patch up that gut lining. L-glutamine, for example, in really high doses, five grams three times a day, is an incredible tool for patching up that gut lining. Can you repeat it? L-glutamine. L-glutamine. Which is an amino acid. Mm-hmm. That can being they get said, that at Mother's Market? Where can they purchase that? You can get it at most health food stores or supplement dispensaries. We typically don't use it in cancer, though, however, just because that amino acid some tumors will utilize that amino acid. Mm-hmm. This is incorrectly, But from a standpoint of just overall health, right. yes, overall. most people would be fine having L-glutamine. Mm-hmm. Also, probiotics and prebiotics. So I'm not of the mindset that we need to be on them forever. But for a period of time as we're rebuilding, probiotics and prebiotics, being the f- prebiotics, the food that actually helps nourish and grow those probiotics, um, that come from fiber, so that we need to increase our sources of fiber as much as we can from fruits, vegetables, um, primarily grains. These are very practical things. Yeah. Is there anything that you've omitted that you think is foundational and easy to prevent the breakdown of our immune system? Yeah, one more comment would be to optimize sleep mm-hmm. because it has such a powerful restorative impact. It literally restful sleep, restful right? sleep, reparative sleep, getting into deep stages of sleep, REM and some of those deeper stages of sleep actually repair the damage that accumulates mm-hmm. throughout throughout the day. And so if we aren't sleeping adequately or if we don't have enough sleep or we're not getting into deep stages of sleep it's you know one or two nights you know is one thing but when it's happening every night for years on end that's when we stop being able to repair the damage being done to our bodies and if we lost that repair mechanism 
you you now give cancer a foothold. And something practical is try to get to bed, start winding down around 10. Don't look at electronics from an hour before that. So around nine to shut, slowly shut everything down. Because between 10 and one in the morning, what's happening with the circadian rhythms? That's when we should be entering in the deepest stages of, of REM sleep. The, and the body's flushing a lot of things and out. And we talk, right? we detox, mm-hmm. and the liver detoxes, and the brain detoxes when we sleep. The entire mm-hmm. lymphatic system, which is that lymphatic system within the brain, starts to dump into the body so that we can mm-hmm. now get rid of those toxins circulating the brain. So that's happening when we're sleeping. Cells are being repaired, tissues are being repaired, organs are being improved upon when we're sleeping. So if we don't get good rest, we're, we're losing that repair mechanism. Imagine this beautiful hose of life and energy and nutrients and everything, just a hose running through your body, starting at 10, 1030 at night for a number of hours. Imagine what it's doing to your entire anatomy. And that's incentive enough to at least try to incorporate some of these disciplines. The two last things I would say in terms of just being mindful of two key pieces that can also help protect us against cancer is keeping blood sugar under control and lowering inflammation. So those two things alone play a huge role in the development of cancer can, can create an environment that feeds cancer. So if we can get it, keep our blood sugar under control and not eat excessive amounts of foods that raise our blood sugar, or we develop insulin resistance. We want to have really good insulin sensitivity and not become insulin resistant. What raises our blood sugar? The only thing that raises our blood sugar is carbohydrates. That Which are was actually cruel for you to throw that in at the end. <laughs> when I love having a baguette with butter and a cup of tea <laughs> by myself. <laughs> you know, probably the tastiest foods that we love and crave the most are the foods that raise our blood sugar. But if you can get blood sugar under control, and if you have even increasing levels on of blood sugar, mm-hmm. high glucose levels or a high hemoglobin A1C on your lab work. Look at that very closely, because if you can start to reverse that by maintaining a low-carb diet and exercising and detoxing the pancreas, we can completely reverse diabetes, prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, and that substantially reduces your risk of cancer. Also, lowering inflammation, identifying what your sources of inflammation are and finding ways to lower it through diet, through exercise, through stress management. You know, sometimes we'll use... Specific supplements like fish oil or curcumin or even probiotics or whatever we need to get that inflammation under control will do your body wonders for being able to control cancer if you have cancer, reverse cancer, or prevent cancer. We're trying to put a store on our website where we can resource people with links and things that they can purchase directly. So when they hear a podcast like this, they can go in and hopefully for a reduced price. So we're working on 
getting a platform on our websites so people can access these things. But if not, are you going to, on your website, have a place where people can purchase? Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of resources on my site for both supplements and other Mm -hmm. health modalities that can help you detox, lower your blood sugar, even, and if you want to work with me one-on-one, I do a lot of testing to identify what do we need to change? What do we need to remove? Where's your toxic burden at? What are your adrenals looking at? What is your thyroid looking at? Well, you're helping me. I know you've helped Ray and you work with people all over the country. So this is, once you have the data, you're able to coach people through the healing process. I know we're launching an executive retreat. We have spots for a maximum, I think, of 50 people, we said. And we're going to walk them through a year program. Are we able to facilitate coaching with people across the country as well, or only people that can come here locally? What are your thoughts on that? We are absolutely able to coach anyone that wants to be coached on how to how to get healthy, how to stay healthy, how to protect yourself from illness, not only physically but emotionally and spiritually. And so our curriculum is comprehensive. It is, and it's there's very few curriculums out there that encompass the entire person, person, <clears throat> mentally, physically, spiritually, and and. That is such a crucial component to maintaining health. And we have so many things that are fighting for our health today. We're going to have a quarterly touch point. I know a a quarterly meeting. So for an entire week, let's discuss what that's going to look like so people can get an idea of what we're talking about. There are some people that might not be able to come to our facility here but can undergo the coaching process and have the evaluations and do all the rest work, but they can do their IV infusions in their respective states. And that just occurred to me out of the blue for some reason. Are you open to that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the ability to be able to coach anybody, anybody in the world, really, not just in the United States, but internationally on the principles of how to build up an immune system, how to detox effectively, how to improve upon your microbiome health, how to fix food sensitivities and nutrient deficiencies and how to balance hormones. And so all those basic premises of health, we want to coach you and guide you and mentor you and and so that you can learn and now you can teach others how to do the same thing. So we're going to have the ability to coach, whether it's online, remotely through telehealth type of services and and then also in person during our retreats yeah so we're going to launch this we've called it an executive i don't i don't even know if that's the name that'll stick at the end but an executive retreat we're going to launch at the end of january we can take as many as 50 people and in the winter we're going to launch spring summer and fall will be our points of contact And in between, we'll be speaking to you about this comprehensive healing model. And I'm excited about it because I think we're going to see people's health blossom. Well, we know we will because we know the consequence of the things you've just discussed apply. And what I love seeing is equipping people with the knowledge and the tools 
that they need to be able to take charge of their own health, to not be a number in a big system that's not mm-hmm. looking out for their health. When when you're knowledgeable and informed, you can make wonderful decisions for yourself. And so I want to equip people with that type of knowledge to be able to sustain health and help them improve the health of their family and take that power back. As you well know, Heidi, by the way, thank you. That was beautiful. And that is our heart's desire for sure. And many of you know, some of you may not know, but I was invited by a leading doctor in a very, very large, large, probably the largest medical system that we have perhaps in the country. He's doing extensive research on HPV that is epidemic. And in Peru, it's 10 times, the cases are 10 times that of the United States. It is a sexually transmitted disease. And it's chilling the impact it's having on an entire generation. But he's developed, and we're doing some research with early detection. So I'm really excited to bring that conversation into this platform. And he's going to be a guest on the show, so I'm excited. But I'm exceptionally thrilled about the work you and I are doing and the work I'm doing with Dr. Lou as well. But I'm I'm thrilled because we're not just talking about the problem, but we're doing something about it. And we're going to have some pretty amazing statistics and results from our work. I'm certain of it. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. And I'm excited to be part of it. Mm, We can't wait to take you to Peru. I've brought you up a number of times. And the curriculum that you're developing, the simple, straightforward approach to really strengthening the immune system, which ultimately will not only prevent cancer, but other disease states. I'm just so excited about it because I know how reasonable it is. And I'm all about reasoning and how doable it is for all of us. So I'm excited. All hands on deck. As you start to change your lifestyle, um, these are very simple, straightforward, and expensive things that everybody can do. Yep, we're taking it to third world countries. So thank you, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me, Virginia. Thank you. I love talking to you. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you would like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.